in w h hudson's novel the purple land being the narrative of one richard lamb's adventures in the banda oriental in south america as told by himself published in nineteen o four an englishman wandering on horseback through nineteenth-century uruguay finds adventure and romance in that war-ravaged country the end of chapter eighteen contains this excerpt summing up hudson's opinions on the effects of british colonization it is not an exclusively british characteristic to regard the people of other nationalities with a certain amount of contempt but with us perhaps the feeling is stronger than with others or else expressed with less reserve let me now at last rid myself of this error which is harmless and perhaps even commendable in those who stay at home and also very natural since it is a part of our unreasonable nature to distrust and dislike the things that are far removed and unfamiliar let me at last divest myself of these old english spectacles framed in oak and with lenses of horn to bury them forever in this mountain for which half a century and upwards has looked down on the struggles of a young and feeble people against foreign aggression and domestic foes and where a few months ago i sang the praises of british civilization lamenting that it had been planted here and abundantly watered with blood only to be plucked up again and cast into the sea after my rambles in the interior where i carried about in me only a fading remnant of that old time-honoured superstition to prevent the most perfect sympathy between me and the natives i mixed with i cannot say that i am of that opinion now i cannot believe that if this country had been conquered and recolonized by england and all that is crooked in it made straight according to our notions my intercourse with the people would have had this wild delightful flavour i have found in it and if that distinctive flavour cannot be had along with the material prosperity resulting from anglo-saxon energy i must breathe the wish that this land may never know such prosperity i do not wish to be murdered no man does yet rather than see the ostrich and deer chased beyond the horizon the flamingo and black-necked swan slain on the blue lakes and the herdsman sent to twang his romantic guitar in hades as a preliminary to security of person i would prefer to go about prepared at any moment to defend my life against the sudden assaults of the assassin we do not live by bread alone and british occupation does not give to the heart all the things for which it craves blessings may even become curses when the gigantic power that bestows them on us scares from our midst the shy spirits of beauty and of poesy nor is it solely because it appeals to the poetic feeling in us that this country endears itself to my heart it is the perfect republic the sense of emancipation experienced in it by the wanderer from the old world is indescribably sweet and novel even in our ultra-civilized condition at home we do periodically escape back to nature and breathing the fresh mountain air and gazing over vast expanses of ocean and land we find that she is still very much to us it is something more than these bodily sensations we experience when first mingling with our fellow-creatures where all men are absolutely free and equal as here 
i fancy i hear some wise person exclaiming no 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 in name only is your purple land a republic its constitution is a piece of waste paper its government an oligarchy tempered by assassination and revolution true but the knot of ambitious rulers all striving to pluck each other down have no power to make the people miserable the unwritten constitution mightier than the written one is in the heart of every man to make him still a republican and free with a freedom it would be hard to match anywhere else on the globe the bedouin himself is not so free since he accords an almost superstitious reverence and implicit obedience to his sheik here the lord of many leagues of land and of herds unnumbered sits down to talk with the hired shepherd a poor barefooted fellow in his smoky rancho and no class or caste difference divides them no consciousness of their widely different positions chills the warm current of sympathy between two human hearts how refreshing it is to meet with this perfect freedom of intercourse tempered only by that innate curiosity and native grace of manner peculiar to spanish americans what a change to a person coming from lands with higher and lower classes each with its innumerable hateful subdivisions to one who aspires not to mingle with the class above him yet who shudders at the slouching carriage and abject demeanour of the class beneath him if this absolute equality is inconsistent with perfect political order i for one should grieve to see such order established moreover it is by no means true that the communities which oftenest startle us with crimes of disorder and violence are morally worse than others a community in which there are not many crimes cannot be morally healthy there were practically no crimes in peru under the inca dynasty it was a marvellous thing for a person to commit an offence in that empire and the reason for this most unnatural state of things was this the inca system of government was founded on that most iniquitous and disastrous doctrine that the individual bears the same relation to the state as a child to its parents that its life from the cradle to the grave must be regulated for it by a power it is taught to regard as omniscient a power practically omnipresent and almighty in such a state there could be no individual will no healthy play of passions and consequently no crime what wonder that a system so unspeakably repugnant to a being who feels that his will is a divinity working within him fell to pieces at the first touch of foreign invasion or that it left no vestige of its pernicious existence on the continent it had ruled for the whole state was so to speak putrid even before dissolution and when it fell it mingled with the dust and was forgotten poland before its conquest by russia a country ill-governed and disorderly as the banda oriental did not mingle with dust like that when it fell the implacable despotism of the czar was unable to crush its fierce spirit its will still survived to gild dreary oppression with hallowed dreams to make it clutch with a fearful joy the dagger concealed in its bosom but i had no need to go away from this green continent to illustrate the truth of what i have said people who talk and write about the disorderly south american republics are fond of pointing to brazil 
that great peaceful progressive empire as setting an example to be followed an orderly country yes and the people in it steeped to their lips in every abominable vice compared with these emasculated children of the equator the orientals are nature's noblemen i can very well imagine some over-righteous person saying alas poor deluded soul how little importance can we attach to your specious apologies of a people's lawlessness when your own personal narrative shows that the moral atmosphere you have been breathing has quite corrupted you go back over your own record and you will find that you have according to our notions offended in various ways and on diverse occasions and that you are even without the grace to repent of all the evil things you have thought said and done i have not read many books of philosophy because when i tried to be a philosopher happiness was always breaking in as someone says also because i have loved to study men rather than books and in the little i have read there occurs a passage i remember well and this i shall quote as my answer to any one who may call me an immoral person because my passions have not always remained in a quiescent state like hounds to quote a simile of a south american poet slumbering at the feet of the huntsman resting against a rock at noon we should regard the perturbations of the mind says spinoza not in the light of vices of human nature but as properties just as pertinent to it as are heat storms thunder and the like to the nature of the atmosphere which phenomena though inconvenient are yet necessary and have fixed causes by means of which we endeavour to understand their nature and the mind has just as much pleasure in seeing them aright as in knowing such things as flatter the senses let me have the phenomenon which are inconvenient as well as the things which flatter the senses and the chances are that my life will be a healthier and happier one than that of the person who spends his time on a cloud blushing at nature's naughtiness it is often said that an ideal state a utopia where there is no folly crime or sorrow has a singular fascination for the mind now when i meet with a falsehood i care not who the great persons who proclaim it may be i do not try to like it or believe it or mimic the fashionable prattle of the world about it i hate all dreams of perpetual peace all wonderful cities of the sun where people consume their joyful monotonous years in mystic contemplations or find their delights like buddhist monks in gazing on the ashes of dead generations of devotees the state is one unnatural unspeakably repugnant the dreamless sleep of the grave is more tolerable to the active healthy mind than such an existence if signor gaudencio de lucha still keeping himself alive by means of his marvellous knowledge of the secrets of nature were to appear before me now on this mountain to inform me that the sacred community he resided with in central africa was no mere dream and should offer to conduct me to it i should decline to go with him i should prefer to remain in the banda oriental even though by doing so i should grow at last to be as bad as any person in it and ready to wade through slaughter to the presidential chair for even in my own country of england which is not so perfect as old peru or the papar's country in central africa 
i have been long divided from nature and now in this oriental country whose political misdeeds are a scandal alike to pure england and in pure brazil i have been reunited to her for this reason i love her with all her faults here like santa coloma i will kneel down and kiss this stone as an infant might kiss the breast that feeds it here fearless of dirt like john carrick fergus i will thrust my hands into the loose brown soil to clasp the hands as it were of dear mother nature after our long separation farewell beautiful land of sunshine and storm of virtue and of crime may the invaders of the future fare on your soil like those of the past and leave you in the end to your own devices may the chivalrous instinct of santa coloma the passion of dolores the loving-kindness of candelaria still live in your children to brighten their lives with romance and beauty may the blight of our superior civilization never fall on your wild flowers or the yoke of our progress be lain on your herdsmen careless graceful music-loving as the birds to make him like the sullen abject peasant of the old world end of excerpt from the purple land by w h Hudson.